Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio. So I'm super pumped for today's episode because I am chatting my business journey and how I got to where I am today, um, working full-time as an online fitness coach for Cool Fairy Fitness. That is my business, LLC. And I didn't get here overnight. I think too often we see a lot of these people who have coaching businesses and we think, okay, they are just an overnight success. They they didn't have to work that hard to get there. All they did was, you know, get a couple thousand followers and now they have a full-blown business. But you don't really see what happens behind closed doors and you don't see someone's journey to starting their business. So I'm going to walk you through everything from the start to well to where I'm currently at now. Um and I'm really excited for it. So guys, again, make sure you are giving Beyond the Bikini a rating and review. That is how we grow on iTunes. I would love for you to also, um, when you leave a review, you can send me a screenshot through Instagram at Nicole Fairy Fitness. Send me a DM saying, hey girl, I left you a review and I'd be happy to send you over a free guide or a free ebook of mine. So let's just go ahead and jump right into today's episode, starting when I was a little girl. So I started working out and getting involved in fitness at a very young age. I used to do gymnastics. I started gymnastics when I was 11 and I was a gymnastics coach at age 15. Um, I think we had to wait till we were 15 and a half. Um, That was my first job. So I did gymnastics coaching and then I also worked retail when I turned 17 but I used to do these workout videos at home. I used to do YouTube workout videos. My mom had like Tybo workout videos, which is basically a bunch of like cardio body weight stuff. I guess it would remind me of like beach body workouts. Don't get me wrong. I would work my butt off in them and they were really hard. And if I were to do them today, I wouldn't want to. Um, but I didn't really do any sort of weight training until I was 17. So a couple girlfriends and I from gymnastics, we decided to go to the local rec center. 
go into the gym and do some training. And we had no idea what we were doing. We did like four machines that we really understood how to do and some cardio. And that was about it. But I don't know. I think for the first time in my life, it really clicked to me that, oh, this is how you change your body. Before that, you know, I was really struggling with an eating disorder, trying to be as small as possible. All I knew how to do was like run outside and do these like body weight cardio workouts. And I didn't understand that you can build your body and change the actual shape of your body. And I, at the time, was a very thin, um, lacked muscle girl. And for gymnastics, it used to really hurt me because of how my body was shaped. I just, I didn't have the muscle mass to do certain moves that I needed to do in order to progress in the sport. And so I decided to get more into fitness and it took me a little while to learn some movements, but I would just like YouTube videos, um, watching other people. And my biggest thing that I accomplished first was just like learning how to use all the machines. And I started to gain more confidence in myself as I started to commit to a lifting schedule. So in high school, I used to wake up at 5am, go to the rec center, do an hour long workout, go to school. I had early release because I was ahead of credits. And then at like one o'clock, I would go to my part-time job where I worked at Hollister. And then after I worked from one to four, I would go to gymnastics practice from 4.30 to 7.30. And then I would go home and eat and do some work, like homework. It was a lot. I don't even know how I balanced all that. And sometimes I'd have like an hour of coaching too. So I was like working part-time and doing like an hour of coaching and a practice. Like I just was never home and on the go. Like I have no idea how I balance all that, but I just enjoyed everything I was doing. Um, when I graduated high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I saw that everyone was doing PT. Um, my mom at the time was like really pushing physical therapy to me. So was my dad. And so I started my undergrad thinking, okay, I'm going to be a physical therapist. Yay. <laughs> I, I wasn't really happy about it. I just feel like that the title was prestigious and it would make them proud of me. And that's why I kind of stuck with that degree. But I slowly realized that that path was not for me whatsoever. So freshman year, um, I started watching like more YouTube videos and learning more about weight training and weight training for women. At that time, I was still kind of doing primarily cardio and a couple machines, and I wasn't really seeing any sort of results with my body, or I wasn't really even getting stronger either. I felt like I was running really hard. I was working really hard, but I wasn't seeing any changes. So around the end of my freshman year, I started to really get into YouTube. And at the time it was like Nikki Blackader and I was watching her and I saw that she did bikini competition. So I'm thinking, okay, this looks interesting. Um, at the time I was still kind of competing in gymnastics, but we didn't have an actual team for my college and I still wanted a competitive out outlet for me that I felt fresh and new with the sport of gymnastics around age 18, 
you're considered like old (laughs) and that you should retire. However, with bodybuilding, I see so many people, a variety of ages, you know, they're, they're in their twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, even sixties. And I see bodybuilders and it was really refreshing for me to be young and to be new in a sport versus being old. So I decided to go all in. I was obsessed with bodybuilding.com. I was obsessed with watching different girls prepping. Um, at the time, podcasting, I couldn't really find episodes on bikini prep, but I would just like search on YouTube, like bikini prep interview or competitor interview. And then that's also when I found Lane Norton. Um, I just started to learn as much as possible during that time. And I didn't really have connections to hire someone online. And by that, I mean like money Um, and having like an in-person trainer. I didn't really trust anyone at that time, but I just was self-taught. I started to teach myself how to squat, how to deadlift, how to do everything. And with, again, my background in gymnastics and coaching, I had really good body awareness and it came really easy to me. And in college, I started, I was really like one of the only girls lifting. Um, And in my sophomore year, I started having girls come up to me saying, how do you do this? I want to learn how to work out. I want to learn how to, which I hate this statement, but they'd say, I want to learn how to look like you. Um, Can you teach me? And I didn't have anything really in place. I'm thinking, well, how am I going to teach you when I'm still working like two part-time jobs and I'm a full-time student? And then I thought, online coaching. Doesn't Lane Norton coach his clients through online? Like that seems like a good way to go because I'm not going to be able to meet up with these different people and help them because I literally don't have the time to have that in-person connection. Do I mind staying up like really late at night and working on programs or on the weekends? No, but, and I started to realize that I could start something online Back then, I charged like nothing for my coaching. I think I coached like one or two of my friends for free. And then I realized that it's taking up a good amount of my time. And then I started to charge like 50 bucks a month, I think. (laughs) And that looked like some workouts that they would do. I would give them some macros and try to teach them more about macros when I would see them in person. Um... And this is also when I started to post more on my Instagram. So I would post more fitness related content. Um, I would just share some workouts and stuff. I would share at that time, I was pretty active with my YouTube channel. I was still posting like two to three YouTube videos a week. And I would share like full days of eating and um, workout routines and things like that. And I was really enjoying everything that I was doing. Then my sophomore year, I had a little mental breakdown when it was that summer. So the summer going into my junior year, I started picking up some hours for PT. So that is our volunteering hours. If you're going to become a physical therapist, you need volunteering hours. And I had a mental breakdown driving to the hospital for it because I didn't want to do that career. I didn't want to do it. It didn't feel good. I hated every second of it. And I just remember screaming and I was crying in my car thinking, I don't know what I want to do with my life and I hate this. And so I actually changed my major from physical therapy to exercise science, which um, 
they're relatively the same with a pre-PT undergrad. You're going to probably take like physics, but exercise science, like the only difference is you're not taking physics and you're not doing as much rehab work um, class-wise, but it's relatively the same route. Um, But I didn't like the rehabilitation part. It was boring to me. So switched my undergrad to exercise science. Um, and I came to find out that you can't really get a job with that degree. <laughs> That's like the tone of college. I have a very bad taste in my mouth of college because I feel like there's so many degrees out there to where you can't even get a job. And at this time I lived in Ohio and fitness is not a big thing in Ohio unless you live more towards Columbus. So I decided to really work on building my online business a little bit more. And I started to gain a little bit more momentum because people through YouTube, through like email were reaching out to me saying, Hey, I need some help. It looks like you kind of know what you're doing. Um, I'd have people through Instagram or talk about my Instagram at this time. I I think I had like 2000 followers, which was like a big, big deal. And I was competing like every single year after my sophomore year. Um, and at multiple shows, I've done a total of like, I think it's 18 or 19 shows and I'm 24 now. So I did a shit ton of shows and that was different. You know, no one up in Ohio was competing. A lot of people thought it was interesting. A lot of people were following me for that journey and they were seeing me transform my physique and it was helping me grow an audience and grow my Instagram. And I didn't even really realize it. Um, and so my business online was kind of gaining a little bit more momentum. I didn't have like tons of clients by any means, but I started to have like five online clients that were working with me, which I thought was super cool. Um, I still have one of these clients that I'm no. Yeah. One of these clients I'm still working with the other one started working with me my junior year. So we've been working together for a while, but it's so cool to realize that I'm still working with these women now, but they found me way back then. So they've seen me evolve as a coach and evolve my business. And at that time, my organization skills were so bad in my business. I didn't know how to keep track of people's invoices. I didn't know how to keep track of um, their files. I didn't know how to keep track of like things like contracts. I didn't even know what a contract was. I didn't know anything. And I think it's really important to realize that when you start a business, it's okay to not necessarily know anything. Um, But at this time, I started to hire my first online coach. um, And I kind of learned how they structured things. And I've hired a variety of different coaches throughout my life. And I've learned from each and every single one. Not only have I learned fitness and nutrition, but I've learned how they've structured their business. And you know, I didn't even know business coaching was a thing. Um, and it's so funny. I reflect back and I don't even realize that I was doing this, but I was taking notes on everything that they were doing so I could make it better for myself. So I was learning how to structure my business a little bit more. I kind of had a check-in document. I think it was through like Microsoft word. (laughs) It was not what it is now. And Towards my senior year, I started preparing for the real world and thinking what I would do. And this was really hard for me because I couldn't find a job. Um, I I worked as a personal trainer 
but I was only part-time when I graduated and I didn't think that they had full-time positions. And I also at this time thought that I would be moving to Florida in a relationship that I was in and that didn't work out. And I just kind of hit like an all-time low after graduation. Um, I had competed at my first national shows and they didn't turn out the way I wanted them to. I think I got like second, third, third call outs. Yeah. It just was not a good time for me. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I think so many college kids feel this way. They graduate and then they don't know what to do. They know they like a couple things, but they don't know how to like fully monetize them. And I lived at home and my parents encouraged me to just stay home and work on paying off my debt. But my home life just wasn't the ideal place for me to be to grow. And so I decided to move out of my parents' house, um, which is crazy. I look back at that. I'm thinking, how did I get approved for an apartment? I don't even know. I made like no money. And I found a girl to become a roommate with. And she did online coaching. I was by my coach at the time who did online coaching. And I'm seeing all these people doing what I want to do. And I don't know how to do it fully for myself. And so at this time, I was working as a personal trainer um, until I decided to leave that job and take on a salary-based job as a gymnastics coach. So I worked with elite-level gymnasts, which is like the highest of high, like ready for the Olympics. And I worked next to Gabby Douglas's coach, which she's an Olympic gold medalist. So it was really fun because I was learning and it was still like fitness related. And I really enjoyed my job of like coaching and helping children. Um, and I did like rec management there and the job, although it was salary, it barely paid for the salary and the cost of living in Columbus is a little bit higher. So I was definitely uncomfortable and I knew that I needed more income and from my personal training job, this is not technically illegal, but I took some of those clients and I did independent training. And the reason why I left that personal training job is because of like harassment. Um, I had like a sexual harassment thing that made me really uncomfortable. I didn't know what to do. And the schedule was just horrible. So I quit there. I took some of those clients and I did independent training and then I was still producing content on my Instagram, on my YouTube channel consistently. Um, and I had about 10 to 13 clients online. So I did all of that. I worked a full-time job. I did independent training and I did online coaching and I was exhausted and it was a hard time for me because my current living situation I, my roommate and I, we did not get along and she did some, some inappropriate things, I'll just say. And I knew that this environment wasn't safe for me. And I, at the time decided to move in with my boyfriend at the time and not my current boyfriend, but I moved in with my boyfriend in Ohio and I realized, you know, I'm not paying rent for the first couple months because we actually lived with his parents. Um, I wasn't paying rent and I thought that, you know, we were going to get engaged. So I wanted to figure out my life and I decided to you know find a normal 
salary job again, which up north is even harder because there's literally nothing fitness related that I could find that would pay more than $24,000 a year. It was rough. Um, so I worked as a retail manager at a Hollister because the pay was consistent. The pay was semi-decent. Um, and I knew that that was more of a mindless job that I could take and I could work on building my business. So I worked as a retail manager. I hated my job. Um, and I was also so scared to go full-time in my online business. Now at this time, my business was really gaining more momentum because I was sharing some of the clients I trained in person and, um, just more content in general. And again, with content, there's a compounding effect. Okay. The more years you do it, the more social proof that you're going to create and the more people are going to trust you. And so people are seeing me, you know, doing this for two, three, four years. And they're thinking, wow, like this girl actually cares about this and takes it seriously. And it comes naturally. Um, but it takes a lot of time. Again, 2015 is when I like started producing fitness content. And at this time it was 2018. And so I, at this time, I remember going to my job and I was really struggling and I called my dad. I almost said called my dog. (laughs) I called my dad and I had like a full blown anxiety attack on the phone thinking, what should I do? Should I go back to school? Should I become a dietitian? Like, I don't know what to do. I can't get paid with my degree. I don't know what to do. And he is very old school and is like pro college. And he's like, just go back to school and get your master's like blah, blah, blah. And something in my soul told me that that's not for me. I hated school. I've always hated school. I questioned it the whole time. I remember in middle school, I thought it was stupid. In high school, I thought it was stupid. Hell, in elementary school, I thought it was stupid. I was thinking, why am I here? I keep looking at the clock. All I want to do is go home. This is stupid. And I hated it. And I knew that going back to get my master's was not going to make me happy. And I would maybe come out with a, what, 50K job, 60K job, which when you're in so much debt from college, that's not that much money. And so I was really financially stressed. I was overwhelmed. And at this point I invested in my first ever business coach and I have interviewed her on beyond the bikini radio. Her name is Alex Mazurko. I invested in her and she completely changed my business because she helped teach me more about organization, taxes, legal stuff. Um, honing in on who my ideal client is, structuring my Instagram so it's more business related. And my business grew very fast um, because I became confident. Before, I think the missing piece that I had was confidence and taking it seriously. And when you're working part-time jobs and you're working full-time jobs, you're not taking it seriously because you're not pouring your heart into your business. And not to say that you have to do that, But if you want to go full-time in your business, you're going to have to start acting like it. So even back in 2017, I was starting to listen to more entrepreneurship podcasts like the Angie Lee show. Um, I would, I think I also listened to, oh shoot, I can't think of them right now. I apologize. Anyway, I was listening to business related podcasts and it was helping transform my mindset. So I, at this time 
was starting to really grow, um, which was really exciting for me. And I was still competing at this time. I don't know how I balance everything. I look back, I'm like, how the hell do I balance everything? Um, it wasn't balanced. I was running off of adrenaline and coffee, but I gained a lot of momentum. I think I had around 20, 20,000 followers at this time. And people were really, again, interested in following my journey and following what I was sharing and business grew quickly. I went from like 15, 20 clients to about 30, um, 35 clients. And I started to actually raise my rates. I used to charge absolutely like nothing for my coaching and my business coach really talked to me about knowing your worth. And it's interesting because I had a bachelor's degree in exercise science. I was a certified personal trainer. I had years of experience of even helping others. And yet I was treating myself like I didn't have anything, like no credentials. And when you're paying someone for a service, you're not necessarily paying them for their time, but you're paying them for their education and their experience. You know, that's why Lane Norton, who has a PhD, can charge what he charges is it's not for that 30 minutes or that hour. It's for all of that years of education that go into that session. And I learned that, you know, charging $75, $100 a month for one-on-one coaching when someone is checking in with me weekly, and at the time I had clients text me all the time, just was not appropriate and not sustainable. I wasn't able to support myself. So I decided to increase my rates after her guidance um, to a level to where I felt, felt comfortable and it felt good for me. And I quit my job, I think a month and a half later. I literally slid my keys under the doors at this Hollister (laughs) as a manager and said, I'm fucking done. I was done because working for other people made me depressed. Working for other people made me feel unfulfilled. I was losing my mind and I couldn't do it anymore. And so business was picking up and I started to make more than my full-time job um, before I quit. So I didn't just like, "Mm, I'm going to quit, throw the keys under the door, but my full-time job like paid nothing. So I started to make more than my full-time job consistently. And then that's when I decided to flip the switch there. I don't recommend you just, you know, quit your job unless it's literally killing your mental health. Then maybe that's another conversation, but I quit it and I just started to focus on business and I started to focus on connecting more to people in the gym, focusing more on better quality content. And it started growing more and more and more. And at the end of 2018, my relationship with my boyfriend at the time was kind of odd. I could tell something was wrong. And then early 2019, I decided to leave him in February because January I had my first ever five-figure month. So I hit over $10,000 in my business. This is coming from a girl who used to make $500 in like, not college, but like when I was 20. And I would make maybe 1000 to 2000 if I was lucky. And now I'm pulling this much money and I had never, I've never, I didn't know what to do with that sort of money because I was raised thinking, I'm going to have to work for someone else to ever make any sort of income. And yet I was making a very nice income for myself. And I was very unhappy of where I was at. I was very unhappy of my relationship. Um, it just was not healthy for me. 
and I decided to leave him. So I left him in February um, and just focused on growing my business. And I focused on me. I focused on what does Nicole want? What does Nicole feel like is in alignment with her and her brand and her business? And what does she need to do? And I started producing content like a mad woman. And I'm talking graphics. My podcast started back in the end of 2018. Um, my Instagram was growing. I was very focused on getting to Florida because I had always wanted to move here. And I moved to Florida in June. All my family's in Ohio, so that was very intimidating. Um, and I competed in a couple of shows down here. I connected with Paul, Paul Rivella, um, someone that I really looked up to in the industry, um, connected with some like-minded individuals who are more in the exercise science space down here. And business just kept growing in 2019. I actually hired on a co-coach towards the end of 2019. And it felt like the last two years of my business, it has just skyrocketed. But what made it skyrocket was the whole investment. It was putting down money and showing them serious. It was putting in the time. It was committing to myself and giving myself no other escape route, like stopping with going back to school, stopping with doing other jobs, just stopping the bullshit and honing in on what I needed to do. And I realized in 2019, this is my lowest risk right now. I am not married. I am not dating anyone. I had, you know, a good amount of money saved up from all the years of working. And I decided to make this a year of me and grow. And I'm so happy I did that because I think too often people wait and then their risk gets higher to where they have kids and they are married. And Maybe finances aren't as good because, you know, life happens. And I think so many people delay it when in reality, ready is a lie. You're never going to be ready to chase your dream. You just have to do it. And I'm so glad that I did. And not to say that if you are in that situation, I don't want to say that you're stuck. You're absolutely not stuck. It's all in your head. It's all in your mindset of what you truly want and what you want to achieve. And now in 2019, I made over over $100,000 for the year. And this is coming from the girl back in 2017 when I made so little money that I didn't even need to file for taxes because I was in the poverty level. Yes. So I know what it's like to make no money. I know what it's like to struggle. And I, I did it. Like 2019 was just a year where I was like, I did it. Okay, guys, so if you are enjoying Beyond the Bikini Radio, I would really love if you could share my podcast up on your Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. Beyond the Bikini Radio has been up for almost a year, and you guys know that I share a variety of content. Not only do I talk about mental health, physical health, competing, but other areas too with women's health, interviewing guests, interviewing bikini competitors. If you're wanting me to continue doing Beyond the Bikini Radio, I would just love to see some love back and you sharing the podcast. It makes me so happy seeing you guys enjoy it and it gives me a better idea of what type of content you guys are enjoying and what episodes you want me to cover in the future or what topics resonated with you. So again, thank you for being a Beyond the Bikini radio listener and keep on listening.
I think it's so important to realize that again, you know, this journey didn't happen overnight. And for you guys who are listening to this podcast, who are following me on Instagram, who are commenting and connecting with me and having conversations with me through DM, you always say like, you're so real and I'm a real human being. I'm just like you guys, but it took years for me to build my business. And I'm so grateful for each and every single one of you who supports me and all I ever want to do through my social media is help others and help them realize that you don't need to always diet and that food isn't to be feared and that the gym is a good place and you don't need to utilize the gym just to burn calories and connecting my tribe into my Facebook group and connecting you all together. And that's really what social media has brought me is all this connection and going into 2020. I'm just so excited to see what this year brings in my business. Um, looking to go to a seminar or two. I'm looking to, um, grow other platforms too, like TikTok. (laughs) I know so many people make fun of TikTok, but it's, it's a fun time. Um, but just growing the podcast more, growing Instagram more and growing the business more because I want to get to a point where I can even hire on another coach and, maybe even have an app. I don't know. There's just so many ideas and it's really exciting because with business, I feel like and owning a business, I feel like I can literally do whatever I would like as long as I go where my ideas flow. And I've always been a hyper creative person and had so many ideas. And I feel like I can now just take action on them instead of holding back. And I think before when I was working for other people, the issue was, is I had all these ideas yet I wasn't able to take action because I had somewhere to be at a certain time and it was a time bound thing. And I had to release that negativity in my life and it was messy. It was scary, but it was worth it. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and learning a little bit more about me and my business. Again, for any of my clients listening out there, I want to say that I love you. I care for you so much and thank you so much for being a part of my business. Although as a coach, you know, I serve my clients, my clients don't realize how much they do for me and how much they help me. And I think that that's a beautiful thing that goes on in the coaching space is that we actually help each other. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode again, for more information down below in regards to my coaching, my Instagram and other social media platforms that will be down below in the description. And I will see you all in the next one.